Hello, welcome. It's another episode of Finding Mike Fits at 40. Wow, that was beautiful. Yeah, you like that one? I can't even tell that your voice is quite resonant. Yeah, I actually was able to do that today. So uh, we're uh, not recording on a normal day because uh, I had zero voice. In fact, it was a mute. Zero voice. Like if you have to give a level of voice, it was at zero voice. It was pretty dang close to zero. I was really, I played four hours the day before and I... I've been fighting this post nasal drip thing. Let's so like uh, everybody a in the house. Drug. <laughs> <laughs> everybody in the house has gone to the doctors, and none of us are like sick per se. Like yeah. we don't have anything. They can't find nothing. Yeah. So, but they're but we all have this post nasal thing going on, and it makes me cough. And the coughing is what's killing my voice. Okay. Have you tried not coughing? I good idea. Or cough I, through let your me nose. try that. I'll get right. Have you tried nose coughing? Or cough that your, would hurt your butt. so bad. Butt coughing. Butt coughing. Yeah. Coughing. <laughs> 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 That's Chrissy. That's Michael. We are all here today. Yeah, we're regulars. Yeah, yeah. On we've, this show. We've showed up once or twice. Um, we try to keep them away, but they keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here to talk last week. Uh, we talked about, or a week or so ago, it's been a minute for us. Um, the last mo- episode. Yeah, last episode. Uh, we talked about that movie with the veganism and the, all the stuff. Game changer. Yeah. Notice Game how he said it's changers. a movie. It is not a documentary. Right. It's a mockumentary? Is it's that what you want to call it? It's a mockumentary slash film slash horror movie. It slash is horror. a very well done depiction of what it's like to not eat meat and how good and beneficial it is for your health. Um, but we're going to talk about why that's not necessarily true. Yeah, it's an inaccurate depiction. And yeah. a, uh, it's a great historical fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Stop making me cough. <laughs> it's going to be a tough episode to get through without coughing. Yeah, it's going to be great. So uh, last time we talked, Mike, where did we leave off talking we about? We left off at the animal protein increasing inflammation and how that's a load of horse shit. Okay, so we're going to get back into the conversation about talking about the movie The Game Changers. Um, but it's after Thanksgiving. Guys, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was lovely. It was pretty good, yeah. I, yeah, my whole immediate family basically so came in to stay So on Tuesday, oh, that's fun. Yeah. Tuesday. Michael's mom, who is like the cutest, most perfect little angel really in the world, is, yeah. um, <laughs> made us all food. And this woman, very talented <laughs> with the food department. Man, <laughs> she fed us good. Yeah. We wow. ate big. Not only is she capable of going 100 miles an hour nonstop for yeah, she just had energy. She got 63 energy. years, but she's, uh, yeah, she's a champion in the, in the cooking department. Not only does she cook, but like she also cooks a lot. Yeah. So it's like there's just so much food. Oh, there were. She uh, made. She made these. Is she the Italian? Yeah. 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 <laughs> there was 13 people and there were still left. Yeah, it was like she was feeding an army. Everybody had like <laughs> seconds and thirds. And she made these stuffed shells that were bomb and then she made like her own, you know, meat sauce with meatballs and she made pepperoni bread, which is good. She made That's devil right. dogs. Devil Ugh. dogs. I live for the devil dogs. <laughs> devil dogs are like. What's a devil It's like a whoopie dog? pie. I think some people know them as whoopie I, yeah, pies. Yeah, I hate just saying whoopie pie, but it's the closest thing we have like the, the way two I chocolate cookies and like, inside the cream. But it's, but it's totally like way different. better than that. You ever had an Oreo cakester? Yeah, yeah. It's I, like that, oh, but so like if dessert, an Oreo cake store was like, yeah. Yes. Oh, I thought it was a food. It's I was like, like, is that like a deviled egg? No, but no, with when a hot she, dog? When like, she makes the, the two halves, like the cookies, the, the recipe is so sensitive that if you undercook at, or overcook by about 30 to 60 seconds, they're done. Like you, you, you messed them up. Dude, the consistency like they won't of them rise is enough like... if it's undercooked, and then they'll burn immediately if you go like thirty seconds overcooking. So it's a very, very small so, window. So, I hate, I hate trying to explain a double dog I to know. people because it's like so hard. The top of the cookie is like dense but moist. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. And, and the, the inside isn't inside... like that that cream from any cookie you're buying where Dude, you just like immediately if, it's like cut if through it. Ice cream it. had a baby with Cool Whip. Oh, my you God. can buy. So they sell. No, nope. that I didn't realize. I know what you're saying, but nope. But they call them devil dogs. I get it. Is what I'm not. saying. Yeah, this is like this the is most an ancient Italian thing. recipe. <laughs> How many calories is one devil dog, Mike? 
I thought you said you didn't want to know. I want to know now for the people <laughs> on the air. I marked them at about 375 calories. That's not as bad as I thought you were going to say. No. Considering I ate two. Yeah. And I ate seven <laughs> and Michael, ate, only Michael two? eats only so two. many. They're dense. Like, they're, I don't know how he eats so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this man eat like half a cheesecake in one sitting. So I want yeah. him to play That's Chubby Bunny with good. Devil Dogs so bad because, like, they're so thick. Yeah. I feel like you could get like two bites. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, delicious. She fed us. We love her. She's amazing. Awesome. All right. All right. Yeah. And then they stayed for the rest of the week. Did you guys also make Thanksgiving food? Yeah. Of course you did. Well, of asking. course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mom did an entire turkey with bacon and. and whoa, 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 whoa. Step back. Yeah, what a, did she do with the bacon? A turkey Wraps with it. bacon? Oh. Wait, like the whole turkey? Yeah. Wow. Your mom's a genius. Yeah. How did she get bacon to stay on? And You got to weave like, it, we- guy. Oh, my God. She weaves the bacon. You got to weave the bacon. Wow. Around the entire... It's like, a bacon weave. Wait, just the breast of the turkey? No. Or like the... God, no. <laughs> Why are you acting like I'm crazy? <laughs> I don't know. I just need you to envision this. I have never in my life heard somebody wrap if a, like the entire turkey If like a pig ate a chicken whole, and then you murdered the pig and took off all the non-essentials... <laughs> the non-essentials. <laughs> wow. That's genius. Yeah, it's it was good. Yeah, that yeah. sounds... It would and make, then she, she made, wow. you know... Uh, you know, from scratch. Everything else. Well, probably, yeah, mashed yeah. potatoes and two different types of shit, Brussels sprouts with uh, onions and such in them, and then broccoli on its own separate thing with other stuff in that too, which everything was just delicious. And then we did a whole ham that Damn. had been like regularly soaked in or basted in some sort of like. What's funny about Mike is like something. he's not the kitchen guy; he's just the eater man. Correct. You yeah. know, so I mean, I'll, I'll bring her items. Yeah. You know, I'll. <laughs> I'll pass stuff or get more pans or whatever. I can help. So I'll help. But you're yeah, like I'm the assistant when it's like in the surgery where they're like scalpel. And essentially, you just, yes. you just hand the. the, the uh, and then I eat yeah. the person where. <laughs> he then he samples the person. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna die this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh man How's your turkey day Victor? It was good I spent some time with the kids And then I had to work uh, later I uh, played a gig A turkey gig? Turkey um, gig. Yeah down on the river At the Plant Riverside um, Oh by cool. the river it was right. I was a little nervous videos. When I first got there though Because they have like a Chris like, There is like the Christmas, Christmas market Christmas market thing going yeah. on um, But they were all closed On Thanksgiving oh. day Right that makes sense I Yeah guess. Good. And so I originally I was like, oh, there's going to be a whole lot of people. This is going to be great. And I got down there and there was like a smattering of people. That's good. And I was like, uh oh. But uh, as I started playing, it filled up and it was all busy around me. So that was all, that was good. Cool. Um, did really well uh, overall. And so you know, it was a good it was a good day. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah, I got to see the kids. Yeah. early. How was your Thanksgiving? I got to go to Hilton Head and hang out with the fam bam. Okay. And all right. uh, that was cool. It was just it was the first Thanksgiving that. Um, Aaron's sister and brother-in-law were like, oh, so like everyone was together yeah, yeah. in the same place, so that was kind of cool. Um, and uh, we stayed the night with Doug Reese. <laughs> Doug oh. Reese got to come in. All the kittens and also the kittens came. Yeah, say, we yeah. brought the whole family. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. You packed up all, how many? They have to be fed like every 12 I had minutes. To <laughs> <laughs> 12 minutes. Uh, I packed up the three kittens and Doug. Because we went to stay the night there. Oh, so you're down to three? Because last time it was like 35 and a half you had or something <laughs> well, the like other, that? Well, those ones can fend for themselves. The only ones that uh, can't at this point are the yes, three Yes, actually, kittens. today the three kittens oh. might actually get get taken by the oh. Humane Society to get it put for adoption. So I'm a little bit sad about it. Oh. You know, I really want to keep one, Michael. You should. I know. I'm sorry, Aaron. But I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the struggle. Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, all right, Mike. So we talked about. I remember we talked mm. about the first burrito experiment. We did. We there did. There's a second burrito experiment. There's a second one coming funny. up. Yeah, it's fairly amusing. Uh, prior to getting to that, though, we are on animal protein and cardiovascular disease slash cancer. Because oh, right. in I remember the, that guy talking about in that in a movie. They're making claims that. Uh, you know, eating meat is going to increase your risk of, of cardiovascular disease and or cancer. Um, and they make the claim, and it's a very, very bold claim, mm-hmm. that the vegan diet is the only diet that can reverse heart disease. Now, oh. how factual do we think that is? Probably not great. Did it specifically say, I don't, no, oh, I yeah. feel like, did it specifically say though that it was the only diet or does, yeah. it, does it better? And you're surprised by the bold claim? I'm not point? surprised by the bold claim. I'm just that trying wasn't to an accusation, exactly. but I'm, I'm saying yes. They, yeah, they yeah, said. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it says it's the only diet that's able to do that. If, so if you're eating meat at all, you cannot decrease inflammation. Is what it's saying. Uh, I mean, that's digging deeper into the statement than they were willing to make. Because yeah, again, yeah, yeah. If, if you don't have 
research or studies to actually back that up, you can only go so far with a bold claim. Yeah. You don't start kicking out more and more details beyond that point. Fair. Um, yeah. So basically, I mean, fatty meats are linked to, to issues, which we've talked about many times over many episodes where we covered the, uh, you know, taking in more than 10% of your overall calories as saturated fat yeah. is when you start to clog arteries, uh, up cholesterol, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I think that's, it's also just a weird thing to kick out a, a percentage, because what if you're in a severe calorie deficit, dieting hard? Yeah. You would assume that 10% or more of your, your calories are not necessarily going to go to clogging arteries like if you're above maintenance or going on a surplus because you're trying to put on weight you know, muscle weight, or if you just happen to eat in a surplus, then 10% of those calories so hit a lot harder. So if I'm eating, like, saturated fats, but I'm in a calorie um, deficit, yeah. mm -hmm. would that fat be less likely to clog your arteries? Because it's I believe so, becoming... if you're going off of 10%. Yeah. So whenever <laughs> I see numbers like this and I see studies, and it's strange to me how nobody quite covers that, they'll just throw out a percentage, and even, like, very, very qualified guys that are putting out good information, and, and women. Um, so to me, I tend to just base everything off of maintenance calories. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, is, is a good route to go. Now, if you are you know, fairly heavy, fairly mm -hmm. um, overweight or obese, then I wouldn't go off of maintenance calories for that. So there's, there's a lot of confounders, because you're carrying way more adipose tissue, body fat tissue, than your body actually needs to be healthy. So if you're basing 10% off of those maintenance calories, you're probably going way overboard. So and it, it, to do a catch-all, I would probably say 10% of calories um, based off of maintenance at a roughly healthy body weight. Should be your saturated fats. Yes, if not less than that. Yeah. Yeah. Is there I, like I a good hack less. to be like, this is a saturated fat versus an unsaturated fat? Or no, you just kind of need to know. I mean, you just you can't need to know. Some things are going to have more than others, obviously. And I think they. This is why red meat gets highlighted so often. But if you're getting fatty yeah. cuts of red meat, you're uh -huh. getting a solid bit of, of saturated fat. Or like bacon covered turkey. Hundred percent. Or yeah, yeah maybe. If, you know, you, you took you, your lean meat. <laughs> made it not lean. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, that's that's. I, I love having red meat. You and know so what and is I'll, an, I'll do that. an avocado is unsaturated fat. I don't believe there are. Any, oh no, there are saturated fats in some plants, I guess. So that may have some saturated. I, I don't remember. I'd have to double check. I was just check wondering that. if like, that's There's what they no were getting at with the guy with the avocado. You know, the avocado burrito right. guy. Yeah. Well, there, I mean, there's there's evidence for, for some fats lowering those issues, and that's that's where we're kind of coming up on as well. Because uh, while fatty lean, you know, meats can be linked to those issues, leaner meats don't seem to have that, that same kind of effect on blood lipids. Mm. So, I mean, there's that's why you've got fish oil kind of kicking it out. And there's, there's, you know, fatty fish is fine because of the omega-3 content. Um, and they've shown lean meats and, and some of those fishes have shown decreasing risk of cardiovascular disease. And that's why the Mediterranean diet was also a, a big thing for the mm -hmm. longest time. Like you'll even have some overweight Italians out there drinking red wine and, and eating a bunch of olive oil. And they don't have those, those risks of, of cardiovascular disease. I remember reading way back when there was like a, a small section of Italy that was just really cruising with, with that. By the way, avocado does have saturated fat. A Got lot? The standard What's the deal avocado, there? according to the Google, uh, is about 240 calories and has about three grams of saturated fat. Okay. So, and so three grams yeah. is going to be about 27 calories. Yeah. And so if you're on a 2,000 calorie diet, 27 grams isn't a big hit yeah. at all. Yeah. So it's, if we're looking at keeping your calories below roughly 10%. So 2,000 calorie diet, if let's say that's your maintenance, you're looking at keeping your, your fat calories below 200 calories. Yeah, okay. Question, though, uh, real quick about the saturated thing. So, like, yes, you're, if you're at a deficit, but we've said before that, um, that if you're... Uh, sorry. So let's say you're at the deficit and you're saying that if your saturated is over 10%, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. But we've said before how skinny people... Who are not eating at main, who are losing weight or skipping, like, can be unhealthy. So right. if their saturated fats, are, I mean, their markers can be completely off because they, of they that. They could correct? be, but you're you're tossing all the markers off based off of one factor. And, and what I said was, it's not as important to focus on the the pure ten percent because say, for example, if you're at eleven or twelve percent, but I'm on a five hundred calorie a day deficit, 
then if I bumped up to maintenance calories, I'd probably be at eight or nine percent of my. I mean, I wasn't calories. considering one or two percent. I was thinking like a twenty or no, 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 no. no. Point, See, but yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, more yeah, careful yeah, with my yeah, words yeah. than that. Had yeah, it been yeah, something yeah. that well, drastic. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that's where my brain went. Yeah, I no, I got you. Like I got the, you. Like a, so that's a good that's thing to bring that up. Somebody else wasn't focused on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, just curious. No, you're good. How many people are usually oversaturated fat? Sorry, I keep going. Like, is that like a super that common? Like, do you have an idea? I like, mean, look, is look that at, like an average? Look at the amount of heart disease. Yeah, but I mean, it's cardiovascular disease shit that is has saturated fat is tasty. Everywhere. I mean, cardiovascular disease is also what the the number one killer, killer. these days. Yeah. So I think it really is. The average the average meat eater is, and this is where they they come up with some of their numbers and kind of support themselves. The average meat eater is also living a less healthy life. Because if you're vegan, it's more of an extreme lifestyle. Yeah, you're more you likely committed. going into more healthy lifestyles. Where the average person who's eating meat, it's not the meat that's, that's you know, putting them it's in that category else. specifically. Meat's easy. Um, getting burgers from McDonald's is easy and cheap. I would say the quality cheap. of meat matters, Correct. too. I think also, meat is like, huge. if you're a vegan, you're probably, like, exercising. You're eating a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruit. Yeah. Like, that... It's less the diet and more like the lifestyle that Correct. comes along with that That's diet. That's 100%. But they've built these vegan facts off of what's more related to lifestyles yeah, than anything. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, okay. So, um, then again, there's, there's been a ton of studies on the Mediterranean diet. But in this mockumentary, they left out all those studies. So they just yeah. want to polarize it between meat eaters and non eaters. Yeah, I would have really enjoyed if they had like facts coming from other diets you know it was like just vegan and i was like okay but like compare that to some other things so like we can form our own opinions right that would have been cool <clears throat> right yeah so another statements as well is they they make the claim that the amino acids in meat um raise your risk of cells multiplying i.e I. cancer right mm -hmm. so the the weird thing about that is the the amino acids found in plants are the exact yeah, the same, same amino damn acids, yeah. amino acids but they don't touch on that either. Just, oh, if these amino acids come from protein, that they're no different. They're the same thing. The yeah, I mean, the guy was going on about how you can get all your amino acids from plants. Which is true. You absolutely so can. So then it's like, okay, but the, they are. They're the they're, same they're amino, amino acids. They're amino acids. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you, yet again, you can. We've talked about this before. You can live a very healthy vegan lifestyle. You can be an athlete. You can get all of your amino acids that, that you need. You yeah. would just have to get more varied sources. You would have to be a little bit more you know, structured about it to make sure you got everything you needed, but you can do it. It's yeah. just it's a matter gets, of, is it done. necessary or is it a moral standpoint you're on, which is fine, you know, go that route. But if it's a health standpoint, as, as we've stated throughout this entire episode and throughout the last 70 some odd episodes, like eat your lean meats, but yeah. get plenty of fruits and vegetables because you need the fiber, you need the micronutrients. Um, and then it's also a way to pick up more amino acids. Yeah. Which have not been shown to give you cancer. Yeah, it'd be really unfortunate if they did, considering we need <laughs> them. <laughs> we need them. And so we need them. Yeah, that would be a bad adaptation. They're essential, but also they give you cancer. Right. So I they think everything they, gives you cancer. As though, far so as amino like, acids, they they definitely highlighted uh, leucine. Which do you guys remember what leucine? I do remember the word main role. leucine. Okay. I don't yeah, know I don't remember. It does, though, it's okay. Yeah. This isn't a test. I was just curious. It feels like a test. I did. I feel like I failed. It's, it's more of a like sample a like, to see, down. like, if you guys ever remembered it, then the vast majority the of the people listening may content. not have, have really focused on that either. So if, if that gets kicked out in, in uh, a movie where they're able to highlight this one bad thing, right? So now it's been vilified. And now it's very easy to be like, well, I can't eat meat. It's got leucine in it, guys. Okay, well, well, plants have leucine, too, just less of it. So leucine is your main driver of muscle protein synthesis. Oh, okay, leucine's that main that. one. It's, it's one of your three branched chain amino acids, and it's the one that, that specifically drives your muscle protein synthesis. So why do they say it was bad? Because they're idiots. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to kill me this episode, Michael. <laughs> I am going to not be able to breathe. So basically uh, they're saying, like, that's the one thing they can really differentiate between, you know, semi-differentiate between meat amino acids and plant amino acids same amino acid but they're like well look plants have less leucine i see right. so they're just because it's what plants have less of correct they're just going ahead and, and making so a they, connection that doesn't exist yeah, no okay. no um and so it's, it's not found and your your leucine drives your mtor which is mammalian target of rapamycin which 
doesn't mean shit to most people. Is that what turns you into a reptile? Mammalian? Rapamycin. It makes you a rapid reptile. Oh. (laughs) I would want to be a slow reptile. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. Knowing what that means is neither here nor there. Essentially, MTOR is the hormonal pathway that's signaled when you resistance train, you get enough protein, and it's what drives um, sparing your muscle and recovery, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas if you're doing more conditioning and not lifting, it kicks in the amino, uh, kicks in the hormone pathways called AMPK, which I don't remember what that one means because it's less important to me. <laughs> and so that's going to be less muscle sparing. It's going to focus more on your conditioning, um, you know, cardio metabolic changes, et cetera, et cetera. So they, they're focusing on, on MTOR, which was uh, lowering MTOR was kind of one form of, of uh, cancer treatment. Um, or, I'm sorry, phrase that wrong, because they're, they're saying that, that uh, MTOR, raised levels of MTOR have been shown to, to kind of coincide with, with cancer levels. The problem is those are chronic low-level elevations of MTOR that are elevated not from the diet, not from exercising, that just happen to be somewhat of a, a side effect. So if you're looking at acute raises of MTOR, um, leucine kicking in, that's, you know, from resistance training. It's acute. It's supposed to be there for that, that range of helping you repair and build, et cetera, et cetera. But then it, it drops back down. So taking a correlation between chronic low levels of MTOR and putting that next to a healthy lifestyle of, of you know, eating lean meats and getting exercise, it's, it's another example of, of correlation. Correlation is not necessarily causation. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I think I've said this before, that, that how correlation, that, that's, uh, Becky likes to use this thing all the time, that it says that drowning, that ice cream causes drowning. Right. Because. Right, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I remember, because there's a whole, usually there are uh, ice cream shops close to the water, right. like the beach and pools and <laughs> stuff like that. So a lot of people who have eaten ice cream happen, like a lot of people who have drowned have yeah. eaten ice cream recently. Well, it's just because there's ice cream yeah. near there's, there. If there's I'm going to drown, I hope I go out with ice cream in my belly. <laughs> That's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so again, look, looking at the correlation, correlation causation scenario, like there's a lot of things that happen after exercise that are normally thought of to be bad, right? Heart rate goes up, yeah. blood pressure goes yeah. up, inflammation goes up, but those are all acute rises, and people who exercise have been shown to have great levels and lower causes of, of all-cause mortality, et cetera, et cetera. But those are acute yeah, It's rises. interesting how it's like, look, man, sometimes the body does these things for a reason, oh, absolutely. right? Like it's the natural response of your body f- to these stimuli. And yes, in some scenarios it's bad, but in some scenarios it's good. You know, you can't just victimize one thing. Like no. that's how it goes. Because that's just not how the world works. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. what you said about all that inflammation where you're like, inflammation is not necessarily yeah, it's bad. Not necessarily bad, bad right? In- inflammation is a great thing when it's helping you recover, but yeah. it's chronic inflammation that has something else that's underlying or yeah. it's, it's the cause of a, you know, a high risk lifestyle and not paying attention to health and, and things like that. Um, and so, resistance training can, can elevate your MTOR for, you know, a few days after lifting. And if MTOR elevation actually caused cancer, then why doesn't every pro bodybuilder out there have cancer? Like, we would have had rampant levels of, of cancer in that community yeah. if that was actually a thing. That's fair. Could you fair. imagine if, like, okay, you, you do this to look better yeah, and get in shape, <laughs> but you, like, it's almost guaranteed that you're going to have to, that you're going right. to have cancer? Yeah, no one would do it. No. Yeah. No, I mean, that, someone that, would do that it, would but not many being, people That would, would stop do being it. looked at, I think, as attractive because we would all know overall that it's an unhealthy way to live and this person is going to be riddled with cancer. I think there, there would probably be like this, this physical beauty shift at that point. Uh-huh. But I, again, I'm just you know, making guesses at that point. Regardless, yeah. you don't see that. Yeah. It's not a thing. So for them to just to target MTOR and know that the average person has no clue what that is. It kind of also feels like these people are probably really big meat eaters. You could probably see a lot of heart disease in these same people. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, ah, there's no backup to these claims. Zero backup. Yeah. Now, you can find some issues with, with people who have been way above physiological levels of, of steroid use and stuff for a long period of oh, time. For sure. but, but that's a completely different beast altogether. Yeah. 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 People who, who exercise and elevate MTOR historically have, you know, way lower causes of, of all-cause mortality, they're healthier, they're more resistant to, to stress and change, 
And uh, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Michael. Yes. Talk to me about that burrito experiment. Um, okay. I suppose I, I, I suppose I could do that. You should. You could and you should. I right. can't wait till we... This is the episode that I'm very excited about when we start talking about... I've, I've said this before, but the animals and the livestock. Oh, and yes, my, yeah. That's the piece that I'm really okay, kind of well, excited to talk about. But first but, burritos. Yeah, let's talk about the burritos. Okay. So we talked about the bur- the first burrito. So they, they did a second one, and this was purely one. around seeing whether or not the vegan diet would give you more boners. Yeah, better, longer, lasting right. boners. There yeah, were, but they even... There were zero female participants. No. By the way, though... <laughs> because of their lack of boners. Yeah. They also did state in this section, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I agree with everything that you're saying, obviously. Not obviously, but I do agree with most of the stuff that you're saying. But I do have to say, as devil's advocate for this, they did say this is not an a, a, a actual study. We just were do, This was like a couple things they threw together, and they basically did state this is not proof of anything, but it's interesting information. Yeah, but it was interesting. It, it, yeah, that. it's a hell of a tagline. It's the same thing as any, I get that. No, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm not putting you down. You're, you're right. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a tagline. It's the same way everything gets advertised on social media. There's a, a really cool header or the things that pop up on Facebook that like, oh, this is interesting. You go in to read, and some completely damn different. Yeah. So yeah, I, and I, I agree with you with all those things. But they did say that, and my thought process when I re- I remember watching that part in the movie was like. Well, why do you have, like, this doesn't really, okay, so these three guys had this reaction because it was the three guys that they, that they, they yeah. and Did they oh, use right. football players again? Yeah. They were athletes. The, it was the same. That's same right. Same dudes. From the Miami first, Dolphins. Wow. From the first burritos. Wasn't they got it? to go through two burrito experiments. I think it was the same dudes from the, what's maybe different No, dudes. not for, right. the burri- for the burrito, the two burrito thing were the football guys. These are, these are college guys that they did this to. That they did the bur- the boner experiment. The, the boner bo- experiment. The boner experiment. The boner experiment. 2017. Yeah. <laughs> Ish, ish. But know. yeah, though, there were. I think there were three. It was three college dudes, but three young gentlemen. Yeah, three young gentlemen. <laughs> but probably yeah, don't I, have any boner problems. But anyways, right? Yeah. That. So what they did is the same thing, basically. Same, same burrito scenario. Same burrito yep. scenario where they fed them meat burritos one night, and then sent them home with some kind of a dick contraption that measures their boners. <laughs> and, like, how erect... Do you have one of those at home, Mike? Yeah, Mike measures his boners <laughs> nightly. I, I had something for this. But <laughs> <laughs> it was like it would measure how long they had a boner, how good their boner was. How good was it? It's so good. A machine can't tell me how good my boner <laughs> is. And then, um, and then the next night, they f- or the next day they fed them vegan burritos Makes sense, for yep. dinner. And then sent them home and did the same thing and then basically showed them the difference. And it was like a very significant difference in their boner. That's, that's how they stated it. Boner dude. Sure. <laughs> in their boner dude. All right. So they, they basically, they, like you said, measured their, their total testosterone serum um, on, on the front end and, and the back end to see which one had the bigger effect. Now, they claimed that the vegans had more testosterone. If you look at the actual study that is referenced, it turns out that both meat eaters and vegans at that point had basically the same overall testosterone. Now, what the difference was is, do you guys recall SHBG, sex hormone binding globulin? No. So the body produces that, and it, it ends up binding with testosterone and rendering it inert. So when it comes to testosterone levels, the most important factor of your testosterone is not necessarily the overall, it's the free testosterone, because that is the, f- the testosterone that is free and available to actually bind to anabolic receptors <laughs> and, and do stuff. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Victor's dog... My leg was actually getting sore. Victor's dog is like lay, hanging off of this chair with all of his weight on Mike's leg. He's like about to fall. Post that picture on the... Oh, oh he's so cute. Yeah, sure. I have, I've been literally taking pictures of him No, I saw it, yeah. I'm the worst. Uh, and, you know, maybe I'll start posting on that. Anyways. <laughs> so so the, the having your SHBG elevated, which it did in the vegans, means mm-hmm. you have less available free testosterone overall. Uh-huh. So you're going to get less of a, a, an effect for your, your sex drive and anabolic response and Bonerville. Boner, too. Yeah, it's a small town uh, within the state of Boners. Boner, burn, burn, right. Bonerado. Bonerado. Mm-hmm. There it is. That's yeah. the one. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so do we have any reasoning why we saw such a difference? Or was it just... 
Um, I, I think some would, would correlate, depending on where they got the uh, vegan burritos from and, and the protein sources from those. People have stated the, the estrogen levels in, say, soy protein mm -hmm. um, can cause some sort of response, but I haven't seen many studies that have really replicated that either. So honestly, I don't know. Yeah, I, do I feel know like that we'd there actually is a, like have to do this yeah, as a study. <laughs> yeah. and, and there is some, you know, there's some correlation, obviously, between diet and how much of your, your free testosterone is available and what causes your body to produce more or less sex hormone binding globulin. Mm -hmm. And so you can you know, try and maximize via diet and intake and stress levels, whatever, to, to lower the production of SHBG, which is worth doing for people who are finding they're a little bit lower testosterone, but not quite in the low realm yet. So mm -hmm. how do we maximize that? And, and you don't want to like give up drinking forever and you don't want to get up eating um, your, your bad foods and you can't guarantee you're going to get eight hours of sleep every night. So for those people who are not going to live a perfect lifestyle, because you should be able to enjoy your life as well, right. which would only maybe maximize it by anywhere from one to 300 overall, which just may or may not be a huge impact on you. You want to maximize, you know, producing less sex hormone binding globulin, SHBG. SHBG. Yeah, and I haven't looked into that myself. So. Yeah, I just feel like that particular study was interesting, but it just felt like it was like a way to catch dudes' attention in, into this particular topic. 100%. You know, like you would need lots of people and need to do this in like a way more controlled environment yeah. with like multiple, you know, repeated things, not just like one, right. one night. night. And, yeah. and, you know, when you dig into enough studies and research and reading and learning, you start to take statements, you know, uh, well-salted, if you will. And so I've, I had enough people come up to me after the Game Changers film came out. Uh -huh. And they're like, man, I, I'll tell you what, I went vegan, and they're right about the, the boners. And I'm like, hey, that's cool, man. Um, <laughs> when, you, when you were eating meat, like, one, thank you for telling me that. But two, when you were eating meat... How many fruits and veggies were you getting? Were you taking care of your micronutrient load yeah. at that point? And the likelihood is somebody has gone off, based off of the, the many, many people that I've worked with who come with many gaps in their nutrition, it's highly unlikely that they were getting everything they needed micronutrient-wise, getting you know good yeah, loads of fiber. Like and veganism forces you to... In the it does. It takes out so many things. So it's a matter of whether or not... That makes sense. Kind of, you get fruits I mean, and veggies left. Yeah, so it's a matter yeah. of whether or not it was as simple as, oh, wait, you just added fruits and veggies to your diet. Yeah. Was it, the it meat really like holding you, you back? You could unlikely. eat a vegan diet with adding in, you know... Lean meats and, and that's, that's and the some dairy, yeah. right? So what and I'm getting on you're this doing is well. better fruits and veggies, better boners. Absolutely, yeah. that's what I'm getting out of and that. And that's like saying too, because what are some of the most important things for for maximizing testosterone? We covered sleep. We covered um, low stress, but there's also getting adequate protein, resistance training, um, good magnesium and zinc supplementation. You know, which is micronutrients. I mean, I feel like if you just make state the claim that if you eat fruits and vegetables, you have better boners, more men are going to eat yeah. fruits and yes. vegetables. Yeah. And that is probably a true statement. Yeah. They could have led with that, but instead it's just, nope, vegan. That's the only way you're going to get this done. Yeah, I mean, I understand for their realm of like, but... Wanting like, to mislead everybody? Yes, I understand yes, that I, had, I <laughs> So, but I'm saying in this conversation, hearing it just like this, that more yeah. fruits and vegetables are better boners, I'm about to go to the grocery store. There you I'm go. Saying. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'll get you some boner pills in the and shape honestly, of fruits and Honestly, resistance training has been shown to give better boners. And the, app, the appropriate application of cardio has been shown to give you boners. And all of those things make sense. I just want to think about like the little scientists who are like basing the their entire scientists. science yeah. around boners. They're just <laughs> boners every day. I mean, think they're saving our society. Think about how much money is made. The real heroes. Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. <laughs> think about how much money is in the you know, big pharma Viagra industry. Yeah, you're so point. right. So that's, that's, but you've seen commercials now with, with 20 year olds and 30 year olds that are in that, you shouldn't be having issues till well after 40. Yeah. And so the problem is, is does that mean Viagra pills are just vegetable pills? Is that what that is? Oh God, it's what are they broccoli were? pills? No, no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> gross. <laughs> gross. <laughs> so, so now they're just, they're, they're pushing people the wrong direction every damn time. But you, you do. You need to fix your diet. You need to resistance train. You need to do some conditioning sparingly, obviously, because <laughs> I don't like cardio. 
Um, and all of that's going to do a lot of cardio for not liking cardio. You say a lot. My cardio sessions last like seven to 15 minutes, but, and they're intense. So that's the same thing going. If you can't, you know, handle 15 minutes of intense sex, you're probably so should say, up if your you, cardio. If you eat enough fruits and veggies, you can get your cardio Get your cardio. In the bedroom. If you resist and strain, there's a cardio-restory response. You throw in your partner all over the place and, you know, going to, to pound town, it's easier at Is that, that point. Is that located near... It's near Bonerville. Bonerville. <laughs> Absolutely. They have rival football teams. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exercise and diet means better sex. And I, I think that does need to be highlighted because that's something everybody wants. Yeah. You know, if you're a guy and you want stamina, you need to be strong and you need to be somewhat conditioned. Your heart's pumping all that blood to to through the rest of the United to States Bonerville. into Bonerville mm-hmm. and, and straight on down to Poundtown. Very important stuff here. <laughs> Solving the world's problems. <laughs> Yeah, it's not going vegan. You're going to be weaker all over via just willy-nilly hopping well, into vegan bill. Your body's going to be weaker, but your boners will be strong. Super strong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready, but I can't get to you. <laughs> I'm so frail. <laughs> yeah, it sounds about right. All right, hit us with whatever ever happened after Boner. Well, it was before Bonerville. I skipped ahead oh, of Bonerville for bad. you guys. Oh, my bad. That was me. Right. I wanted so to hear about So they made the statements that humans weren't meant to eat meat. And then, again, we talked about this briefly on the last episode, but then they, they highlight cows, how cows are living off of grass. Well, really cows have 50 one. stomachs yeah. and break things down differently and have bacteria in yeah, their they kept, multiple they kept stomachs. In, they kept implying that, like, cows and poultry and stuff were, like, the middlemen. The middlemen. But it was like, oh my God. that makes it sound like I can just eat, eat what they're eating. Right. And it's like, well, they're eating corn. Well, that's, that's also <laughs> then, like, saying, well, oranges were the you know middlemen for penicillin. You yeah. know what I mean? So... Let's not take penicillin. Let's just eat oranges, oranges or something. Did I get that right? I don't feel I don't like know. you did, but that's fine. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> sure, bread. What's happening penicillin with bread? Is no, from moldy it was discovered on, on oranges initially. Really? Yeah. I, th- I was always told it was bread. No, the person who told you that's an idiot. <laughs> I don't know who said it, though. <laughs> I want to know who the idiot just is. Just a real dum-dum. But, I mean, you can look that up if you want. I'm going to right now. You should. Right now. I while am. I continue reading. Go ahead. Uh, so... Essentially, again, they, they quote cows and then they do gorillas, right? Yeah, they did talk about gorillas. Because I guess gorillas are going to be closer to humans than cows. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guess, gor- yes. Gorillas also <laughs> have different types of bacteria in their, their stomach and intestines that help them get the nutrients from said, you know, plants. And yeah. I'm sure they eat some grass too. But gorillas eat about 40 pounds of food a day. Shit. They eat a lot of fruits um, in like warmer months, and in the winter they'll eat less. So when they are getting fruits, I mean, where are my stats at? Your gorilla uh, this, stats. This, this shit didn't take long to, to research either, so it's very obvious they just skipped all over that. So gorillas eat about forty pounds of food a day. When wow. fruit is plentiful, they eat about nineteen percent protein, which is about five percent above the average vegan. When food is scarce, which is about four months out of the year, we're talking winter type stuff, they're taking in almost 30% of their total calories as protein, about double the average vegan. What the hell do gorillas eat? Well, fruit's one thing. I mean, how much protein's <laughs> they, in fruit? They're basically vegan. Not a lot from fruit. That's not the only thing they eat. That's what I'm wondering. Right. So when <laughs> what do they eat? <laughs> they'll eat less protein when there is fruit available because they're kind of balancing it yeah, out. When yeah. there's less protein, I mean, gorillas fruit, are so hungry. jacked, too. Like, I feel like they're not even doing anything to be jacked. They just are jacked. Well, yeah, and that's kind of like that, that bull that runs protein, you know, nonstop. or doesn't yeah. run protein. It just builds muscle. You know, mm-hmm. you see some of those, but those are like a genetic defect in yeah. it. Yeah. Just sort of works for for gorillas. Leaves, shoots, and stems. That's most. Oh, that's right. Of, that's they they do a lot of bamboo of shoots their, as well. Stems. That's eighty five percent of their diet. Apparently. There's there's a gorillas. good amount of protein in How bamboo. How many? Eighty five percent. Um, but they're also not vegan because they eat larvae and oh, snails. They eat buggy and bugs. Ants. Yeah, I guess oh, they do okay. eat buggy bugs. And that's fine. But they tried to play off that. I'm they just are, saying. No, and, and that's what we need to know. And yeah, I, yeah, I missed yeah. that one. Yeah. Interesting. So, they're, they're, so gorillas are basically taking in about 30% of their total calories as protein, like I said, in, in those leaner months. Um, so it's, it's just, it's not the same. And we can't eat bamboo, which has a you know, better protein ratio than, ratio than just eating, say, we'd have to yeah, eat we don't like 100 eat pounds of spinach if we want to do that. That's a lot That's of, a lot of spinach. spinach. And we cook it down, maybe? No. Yeah. Is so it? so no. gorillas are eating all the time. And they have solid amounts of protein, and they're just eating different things. So to equate... A cow's diet, which is just way, way ridiculous. I'll give you a gorilla, sure, because they're a little bit more similar, yeah, but not similar enough. No, we can't eat the things they're eating, 
and just saying that, oh, they eat plants and they're jacked. Well, sure, there are power lifters and bodybuilders who are also vegan. They just yeah. manage to get all the protein they need. Yeah. Protein is still absolutely crucial. That is interesting. Yeah, I feel like I mean, it's, it is interesting to compare animals and stuff, but at the end of the day, like, we're just we're not, not them. We're just not them. And yeah. that's why there's, there's a ton of you know, rodent studies that just don't apply to us. Sure, it's an interesting way to set a hypothesis, mm -hmm. but now we have to see if it actually transfers over to, to how humans operate. So the bamboo thing, humans cannot eat. I don't know. Did you just, I was look, look Googling, so you might have just said this. Bamboo, humans cannot eat it because there's a toxin in bamboo yeah. that's poisonous to humans. Did I you did just say, say we that? couldn't see? eat it. But I was yeah. just thinking about how hard as shit it no, would be to eat. But there's a yeah. toxin. Fresh bamboo yeah. contains toxins that are poisonous to humans. So bamboo shouldn't be eaten right. raw. Which gorillas yeah, can actually process. Like that's the, it needs to be processed. Cut and boiled in salt yeah. water. It is real good use. once you do all oh, that. Oh, the gorillas are probably cutting, washing, and boiling it. So oh, that, that just rules sense. out my theory. <laughs> they have hands. They do have they hands. Do. They could do it. They could do it. They put a little apron on and get in the kitchen. Oh, I love that. Big gorilla apron. Very wide. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss the baboon. I don't know. <laughs> Kiss the baboon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's just, it's comparing that as a basis for your diet in humans is absolutely insane to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, using other, I mean, that's the same thing that drives me crazy when they do studies on, like, mice and stuff. I'm like, yeah, but, okay, so the makeup kills them or this or whatever yeah. they do, but, like, is that how it's going to react on a human yeah, being? Yeah, Mike was just saying that, right, where it's like, yeah, you can't, can't just... You can't just just transpose that over. So again, and be like, like you well, can't. Look at this. You can also can't just do testing on humans. So like you're right. kind of in this catch twenty two. Well, look at these I mean, ants. Could yeah. it just would be not you know frowned upon? Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So what's next? Or can we jump to the thing that I've like? I'm like chomping at the bit <laughs> here, man. So that's the one thing I, I said in the last episode. There's a part of the movie that I might be a little tough to be swayed, and it's the industry of meat. The industry of meat being like damaging yeah, right. to the environment. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. So, like, it, there is probably some truth to that because we do have a lot of fucking meat production and yeah. it takes up so, space and all of that. But tell me a little bit about what you remember there. I was going to say, so, like, they were saying about how, like, all, all of the greenhouse gas emissions. Yeah, gas, mm -hmm. all, all types of different stuff that, that having farms, big. Farms with all the with meat and everything that it's production and all of the effects that it has on our ecosystem from these big massive farms. So I say that that I'm like, oh, I believe that that's true, like all that stuff. But I also follow some farms on social media, right. and they talk about like they're like super open about what they do and how they do it and how they take care of the animals and this and that. And I'm like. So I believe that too. So now I'm like stuck. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like yeah, what's I don't, reality? I don't know if All right, so so this is real short and simple. Well, not real short and simple. And we're also going to get semi-political because this is how I feel about this whole thing. Uh oh. <laughs> or maybe not political, but maybe it is. I don't know. Anyways, so in developed countries, greenhouse emissions from um, the the meat and dairy industry account for about 3% um, of the emissions, okay? 13 to 18% globally, because we have a lot of developed countries. In undeveloped countries, the greenhouse gas emissions are upwards of you know 18% or higher. So it's in the undeveloped countries that the, the meat and dairy type stuff is kicking out a bunch of greenhouse emissions. What is the reason Hold on. for that? Be because we have better processes, oh, okay. everything's more efficient. Is that, or is it because in developed countries we have way more freaking cars? And so the percentage Car of that is so cars, better. cars are different. Cars are higher in developed countries than they are in the third world But countries. that's what I'm saying. Well, that would change your percentage. That's true. So they're, right. they're two different percentages. <clears throat> Greenhouse emissions from the meat and dairy industry. I'm separating the two. The, the vehicle industry and transportation, et cetera, will accounts for its own percentage. Okay, so but, we are only like, talking about meat and dairy. Is this out of 100%? Am I adding, yeah. I'm oh, adding yeah. cows and dairy to cars? He's saying for, for the overall 100%. So sure. He's saying, that's what that's I'm what saying. He's saying if the 100% in an undeveloped country, they don't have cars. They don't have as so much cars. So their cars aren't taking a huge chunk out of the percentage. So therefore, therefore the, that percentage the is higher. The percentage of cow or dairy Okay, but that's fine, but, but there, you also have just pure global percentages as well. And regardless, 
the, the greenhouse emissions globally from the meat and dairy industry is significantly lower of an impact than people are making it out to be. Yeah, I mean, that's I believe that, true, but yeah. I'm saying like comparing 3%, like our 3% here yeah. is still destroying the 20% of a smaller because they don't like, because the overall numbers are Ooh, so much different. bigger. Maybe. When yeah. you're talking about percentages. Maybe. I'd have to dig deeper. But you also bear in mind, too, in a third world country, they don't really give a shit about catalytic converters. Yeah. You know, they, they still have plenty of vehicles out and about, but we have way more specific emission stuff that is in place. Same thing for any developed country at that point. I'd like to look into what farms do to, like, lower their greenhouse emissions. I don't know that they really worry about that. Huh. Honestly, I, I don't think they do. you got to bear in mind, too, how long has, has the, the whole global warming thing been? A, a, a big deal, right? It, it sort of kicked in in the last couple of decades. Yeah, say my whole life that I remember. Yeah. yeah. So, so this is the, this is where it gets real weird. Um, in my my head, I, I feel like this new generation, last couple of generations that are really coming up, are are making a really big stink about, you know, global warming and and gas emissions, et cetera, et cetera. Instead of doing anything to change it, it seems to be all, you know, raging and complaining and picketing and, and doing things like that. When, say, like the UK, for example, is accounting for like 3% of, of global emissions. The Americas, not much more. Like the places where the majority of, of you know, pollution and carbon footprint and, and greenhouse gases are, are in you know, Latin America, Asia, India. Mm-hmm. Like, these are third world spots where, okay, let's go talk to them because they're kicking out the most emissions. Hey, guys, we need you to go green, right? When they're just trying to put food on the table for their families, they're yeah. not going to change they a damn thing. They don't have the money thing. to go green. No. Yeah. And you, you'd go to Asia where, you know, who was this, the story kicked out? I think we talked about it with the, the um, Asian prince or something who got kicked out of the palace there his whole family was murdered he rose back up to to establish that and they're still just trying to take care of of their people but they're they're a bunch of poor people like yeah. you you can't make that change in a third world country so in our first world countries what needs to be happening is instead of just complaining about shit we need to get our youth building things and discovering new technology and creating cheap efficient clean fuel and that's what's going to change the world when you have that energy that is cheap and accessible now we give it to everybody now you've actually changed something Mm -hmm. not just complaining yo so this is a little interesting i just googled it because i was curious when you just said what i would like to do this research i was like what causes greenhouse emissions in on farms that's what i just googled oh yeah Yeah. that's a good question it's cows farting i could have told you that i'm just kidding (laughs) so that's part of it they create methane that is part of it. So do we. Okay, hold on. Let's get rid of the people. Yeah, but so oh, no, shit, that would solve raising yeah. a, raising livestock is part of it. But in that, this says the majority. So there's different responses. So bear with me for a second here. Okay. In this this answer was of 2019. It says the majority of agricultural production emissions come from raising livestock. That's what this says. It's one of the stupidest statements ever. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Lay it on me. What do you got? In 2023, September of 2023. Yeah. Oh, that's recent. Yeah. That's super recent. Most carbon dioxide emissions from agricultural results from disturbance of soil organic matter, a.k.a. plants rotting, and you're stirring up the soil. Okay. And so all of that's coming from plants. So like the production of or growing produce? And it... Just the organic Turn matter, just so decay, like have you all that at the kind stats of stuff. Of how That's much what this says. Yeah, yeah. So, which is plant residues in various states of decomposition. So, therefore, for the vegan argument, is what I'm saying right, right, right. is like. The plants grow plants that you're eating. Yeah. That's actually the larger cause than the animals right. themselves. But I think that was also part of the argument is that you're creating all this feed for the animals. Well, that was part of the argument yeah, but, in that. But is, we've also been creating food for how long now? Like, this is all, the, the Earth knows how to handle that. And if you look up the stats of how much CO2 a, a single tree can convert, it's a tremendous amount. Like, the, the trees are taken care of. You start continue with deforestation and, and kill more trees, et, et cetera, et cetera. Then you have less of an ability to, to convert that stuff. But here's another thing, too, that gets me, and again, we don't have to go too far on the tangent. But can, can, we both, can we all admit that the banks are pretty much running the world by this point? Yeah, okay. 100%. And so they're still dishing out 30-year mortgages, yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah? On the coasts? 
on the coast? On the coast, yeah, yeah, yeah. anywhere, islands, yeah. coast, whatever. Yeah. They're still dishing them out. They're in the know. Top scientists running everything. Money keeps on coming in. So if global warming, if we melted the polar ice caps by even a percentage, the coast pretty much everywhere would be underwater. That's not true. Yes, it is. Maybe not everywhere, but a lot of places. The coast would just start to be put underwater. Not the entirety of the coast, but 20, 30 feet. Like, look up those, those numbers. They, they've been kicked so, out. So, but is there. your argument that because they're giving Still mortgages, dishing them out. But yeah, but my, I guess here's a counter on that. Later on would me. be, okay, they're giving out that mortgage, but they're still going to make their money either which way because they're insured for all of that. So whether you default or not, they get that money if, back. If all of the coast went under to, to one fraction or, or another and all those houses got sunk, you think the insurance companies would be able to pay <laughs> so that tremendous amount? So that's why people have been having out? a really, really hard time getting their houses insured. And that, that's when another they thing live too. On the coast. Yeah. So people who have properties that are in previous flood zones are actually having a really hard time getting insurance because the insurance companies are concerned, right? Right, that people will lose their homes and then they'll have to pay out the banks. Right, and the banks are still dishing those mortgages well, out, even though there's a chance the, the banks are going to do. They the don't banks will because they're still making their money. They're fucking you. They don't care. The if, if the house gets tossed and you can't pay the bank anymore, and the insurance companies aren't insuring insuring, those not, they're not going to sell you the house without the insurance. Yeah, you have to have the insurance. Yes. So that's where you get screwed. The bank will give you the loan. You yeah, the bank is more than willing. That argument it doesn't work. They can't give you a loan unless you have insurance. They can't just give you a loan. That's all part of buying a home. You have to have That's the insurance. That's what we're saying. And they're saying that the insurance companies are the ones who are saying no. And then the, the, housing market, and the housing market there just gets shut down and those banks don't sell any more houses? No, people with money can still buy. Yeah, yeah. you just pay but a fucking lot in insurance. Yeah. Regardless, the coasts aren't going under. This, the See, the global warming thing has been drastically blown out of proportion. This is something that was I created in the last couple of decades. The earth has gone through multiple warming, cooling phases. Yes, without never, us. That, exactly, without us. We have changed it. You think we've changed it. But there actually is no actual science that's pointing towards that. It's just something that's been spun off for a while. Find me the actual studies that are showing this, and then we can have a conversation. Okay. Well, I think that we should do that later and not yeah. right now. I was, gonna I was say, just about to say, yeah. that won't be on the Finding My Fit at 40 yeah. podcast. But yeah, it's, yeah. Then we'll, okay, we'll put a, bo- we'll put a, a bookmark yeah. in this. And again, yeah. I, I'm not saying I... I don't believe in global warming. I'm just saying I haven't seen the evidence. You show me evidence just like anything in the fitness world, then I'll, I'll take a look at it. We'll be like, oh, shit. Okay. But I've seen way more stuff that's pointing against it that's pointing towards it. Okay. All right. Anyways, moving on. That's fair. You can be wrong. I can. I can. <laughs> I, I, good thing about me is I can admit when I'm wrong. I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong. I'm just. All right. Keep going. Keep going. All right. Keep going. So uh, short snippet, they highlight um, some vegan bodybuilders, but, you know, who gives a shit because there's a tremendous amount more of meat-eating bodybuilders that are consistently doing better, right? So it's not really a good market towards it. it, it they hi- so again, we, they highlighted the, the Diaz-McGregor fight, and it was obvious that McGregor lost because he eats meat. Yeah. But when a, a vegan bodybuilder places well, they're like, see, look, veganism! I and feel that's like it. Not, if they not- would have just spun this whole thing, all they had to do is say that it's a viable way of living. Yeah, absolutely. And 100%. I would have been like totally into it. But it was the fact that they're trying to make it seem like it's a better way of living. They make it, it seem like it's the only way of living. You know, and it's like you could have done the whole documentary and presented all these same things where it's like, hey, look, these are the, the pros of eating like a vegan. Right. Cool. But instead, they just demonized meat the Correct. whole time. And it was like, eh. Which you make it that polarizing. Sure. You're going to convert a lot of people. You're I mean, I sell, swear you know, to views. you, we could make the opposite documentary. Easily. Easily. And it would be like just as convincing, you know, and it's like... It, you just villainize vegetables somehow. Yeah. And, and I'm I mean, sure the carnivores like are working on that. So, again, we're going to go from one extreme to the other. Yo, I don't yeah. know if the people listening can hear it, but my dog is snoring. <laughs> like, put the mic over next to his face so that he's, people can hear him snoring. He's very passed out. Can you? <laughs> he just woke up. You woke him up, He has Michael. really good microphone sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was just sawing logs over there. He's so cute. Uh, so next short one, uh, they claim that carbs are better for muscle building. Now, again, remember that the filmmakers are calling carbs plants. Yeah, they basically just keep saying... Or plants very, carbs. Yeah. If they say carbs, they just mean plants. Simple as that. But the study that they highlighted was actually done on an animal-based diet. Really? Yep. It, they took a high-protein, high-carb diet and compared it to a ketogenic diet. 
That's all they did. Yeah. And it, the study, if you look at the actual study, was done on an animal-based diet. So what are you telling me here? Yes, carbs are going to be better. If you look at a ketogenic diet, you're going to build muscle less efficiently because carbs are going to aid in recovery. It means that less protein gets converted into glucose. Um, you are running off of ketones at, at that point to, to you know, fuel a bunch of activity, but it's less efficient. You can't push as hard, and multiple studies have shown you can't gain as much muscle. So, yes, you guys are right. Carbs are better for building muscle once protein is equated and calories are equated. Question, that is really are interesting carbs- that they did that. I mean, I know we've said that they're like carbs or vegetables, but aren't carbs basically like, is there another source of carbs that isn't a, a vegetable or that isn't fruit? From I mean, if fruit? you go down, like any Breads? bread and stuff you're making is going to well, come from the ground from with veggies, wheat. wheat. Yeah. yeah. Sugar. Yeah. Is, is it, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's why I, I was like, like well, isn't a vegetable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Te- technically, yes, everything but fruit, obviously. Okay. But it's it's a matter so of, most. again, how processed everything gets from one yeah, A I'm, to but B, whether or not right you Right now, it just early. clicked, and I was like, well, yeah, I mean, though, we're saying that, like, oh, it's so ridiculous. But I'm like, how many sources of carbs are there other than right. vegetables? So now, if we dig further back, yes, we can understand that as a front. But for them to state it as simply, they're literally just trying to polarize plants versus, you know, meat at this point. Yeah, yeah. So they're not digging that deep in that statement. This is why they show the the name of the studies in, like, the tiniest font in the Tiniest font, because that whole study done with an animal-based diet. What are you telling me here? Wait a minute. I just said, aren't carbs all plants? And you said fruits. And I'm like, wait, that's a plant too, though, boss. You said vegetables. You did say vegetables. All right. So I meant plants. Plants. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. (laughs) But that's what they're saying. They're saying that all plants are carbs. But all plants are. That's where all carbs come from, are plants. yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but I feel like they don't mean cereal. Oh, that tracks. They yeah. mean they mean vegetables. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying with between Regardless. processed and, and right. pure whole plant sources at that point. But, but yeah, yeah, but you're, you're so all right. carbs do come from. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I mean that's basically it. So now we're digging into to just the conflicts of interest. Okay, where where you know they make the claim that all the studies showing positive meat findings are secretly funded by the meat and dairy industry. They made that. that claim. All of them? That's all crazy. of them. That's crazy. So now we're just villainizing all the studies made from that industry, yet all the studies that they have highlighted were the ones that weren't blatantly meat-based. Yeah. Like when they're kicking out the avocado study that was funded by avocado company. Yeah. So now is that study that, irrelevant? I did not know that, but that was funny because I was like, why did this kid just randomly say this thing about avocado fat? Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that makes way more sense. Yeah. Way more so you, you cannot discount a study... Just purely based from. off of the funding source. You know, it can, you can be a little skeptical, sure, but well, that's why you look at more than that. just one study. I've, I feel I like... I mean, there's so many studies. There's there no are. way they're all funded by... No, it. and if you pull enough, especially independent studies, you compare independent studies to, to see whether or not they, they say the same thing, because there are some studies that are done by industry-led studies versus independent studies where they do not show the same thing. Now we have an issue. Yeah. Now we need to dig further back. Now we need more studies. Now we need meta-analyses. Now we need, you know. And there's multiple examples throughout of time of companies paying for a study so that it shows the results of, the, of what they want for what or they Or hoping need. it does. And maybe they do a study and they don't, you know, print it out. But Well, they usually. So I've seen on other things talking about debunking things and whatnot where they, we, they find out later that this study has shown this, well, it's because they put pressure on the doctors to make sure that this is what the yeah, outcome that I, I want. I you need to prove this outcome this way. Oh, yeah. for sure. And that so happens, yeah. that's where, because that has, there are multiple examples of that happening, it then looks sketchy anytime somebody in that industry right. does a study. It's like, well, obviously you're cooking yeah, I know. the books and just And what's like kind of frustrating did. about the whole thing is like, well, someone has to do the study and someone has to fund the study. Correct. Yeah. Right? So it's There's like, money involved yeah. Yeah. necessary, yes. Yeah. yeah, and so that money's obviously going to come from somebody who wants to see a positive impact come from there. So yeah. on the same note, you know, you can't just assume that everybody's put pressure on. They could be funding a study and being like, man, I hope this comes out our way. But that study could also be pushed forward by that company because, okay, well, we've read enough studies on, say, meat at this point. I feel I like it's going to be a study, a, a positive alpha. Let's do this. Let's fund it. Let's mm-hmm. put more stuff in here. We, our researchers have done enough. Let's do this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's just, it was real shitty about that. And the, you also have conflicts of interest, in which case, at the very front of, of any peer reviewed, you know, scientific research yeah, and things like that, that yeah. they put the conflicts of interest up. They, they have put to list them. Who is, is doing the study? They list that up front. They didn't do that for this, this film. 
No. They didn't tell you about the conflicts of interest. They didn't tell you about all the people that are in this that are, are pushing the vegan agenda and how none of the people in it were from the opposing side, which is how a documentary works. Again, you go in and you bring up points from both sides of the equation and you let people form their own opinion. That is what a documentary does. Yeah. That is not what this did. Nope. Yeah, well, you know, that's it. Did you nail it? That's it. That's all I got. That's all we got. Yeah. I have to say, so again, let's, let's do a little recap of everything. So we talked about it the last episode. And we talked again. Over? I can start over. Yeah, from, from the, the beginning. From, let's, the from the top. Here we go. <laughs> no, but uh, I, we talked a little bit in the last episode uh, about like our overall reaction. But now that we've kind of touched base with all the things that we've kind of wanted to touch about the movie, I still feel it was very eye-opening it in is. some things. Yeah. Because um, there is some truth in what they're saying. Of the the well, there. I mean, there is. I think the truth is in the fact that vegetables are very yeah that you need to eat absolutely. I think the problem is that what it really shows is that the majority of people aren't eating well, right? Like and have no clue how to do that. When they went to the firehouse, remember they went to this firehouse. Oh yeah, the the firemen and all the firefighters are in there and. Basically, what I took from that, because they looked at people's like blood markers and stuff, I was like, man, these guys eat like shit. Correct. Yeah. They eat like shit. And then they put them on a vegan diet. And they just flipped their fucking world and their diet all completely upside down. It's like, man, yes. Or these guys could have still enjoyed meat. Correct. You know, they could have eaten lots of chicken. And then also just started eating more fruits and vegetables, you know, like more whole foods. And they probably would have had a very similar outcome. Yep. You know, so if not a better outcome, especially in, in terms of exercise, making sure you get enough protein at that yeah. point. And I think the parts that were still interesting to me, Victor, is, um, you know, the people who like the bodybuilder guy, he'd never not been a vegan, I feel right. like. Right. So it was like he seemed to be really thriving. And now he was one dude. There wasn't really anyone else on the show who I could really compare him to. Right. You know, but I still think, you know, it was interesting for him that he was able to really thrive, like, at that level that he was yeah. at, you know. But he also could just be one of those genetic freaks in nature. Now, I also wonder if, 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 you know, you say somebody's never eaten meat. Was his, so his parents were, were vegan as well? Or are they yeah, talking about in adulthood? I don't know if he's even vegan or he's vegetarian. I have no idea. Right. But um, it could have been a religious I don't thing. know. But, don't but know. regardless, there's, there's outliers. And if it's yeah. done well, and as he aged, you know, he started dialing more and more into making sure he gave his body everything he needed, especially as, as a bodybuilder. Bodybuilder, yeah. He's probably really already more focused on that. Yeah. And with all the plant-based powders, like you can get mm-hmm. a ton of protein just doing it via powders and then enjoying whatever uh, fake vegan meals they make look like other meat or something. Yeah. Oreos, I'm also Oreos. really sketch usually on when people claim to be vegans anyway, because I can't tell you how many times people are like, yeah, I'm vegan. And then they eat fish. And I'm like, what? what? Oh, yeah. Right. But I, I mean, I'm a pesca I, vegan. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that happens all the time. Yeah. Or they're like, or they, they're like, yeah, but I eat eggs. Well, then you're not a vegan. You're an ova-vegan. Ova, what? Ova-vegan. Ova, Ovarian vegan? Ovary? Mm. I don't know. Don't eat ovaries. Um, but I've had that. Have you guys not had that experience where people use the word yeah. vegan and then they're like, oh, but I eat like, this. What? I think people like the tagline. It sounds better to them to say I'm vegan than I'm vegetarian. Maybe I think I, the real situation is well, a lot of people. Don't know the difference. No, is that, you know, they maybe did eat pure vegan and then realized, I, you know, I feel better when I'm eating lots of fruits and vegetables, but I realized that I can eat, you know, eggs and still feel the same way or milk or whatever, you know? And so like they went to the extreme and then like tiptoed their way back to like an in the middle where they find comfortable, which I think is fine. You know, I have like one of my cousins doesn't eat any meat and she's like, there's no reason to it. I just don't like, I don't feel well when I eat meat. Um, she has some digestive issues. But, you know, so it was like, fine. Like, you did the thing. It's not like you've canceled out anything. Right. You're not vilifying it. You don't have any problem with anyone else eating meat. Her fiancé eats meat. You know, it's like not, you know, a thing. So it's like people find their own way. But I think that's what happens to a lot of people that go vegan. Or they go full vegan and they're like, man, I miss whatever. I miss this one thing, whether it's dairy products or yeah. cheese or whatever. I mean, like, so not great. cheese would work be that, Work that one right. thing Right, so in. then like, they fit the things in and they realize they still kind of feel good. And it's probably because they're still continuing to eat well, right? They're still having a pretty well-balanced diet. They're getting lots of fruits and vegetables, you know? So, yeah, so let them eat their fish or whatever. But you're right. Saying that they're vegan is a little misleading. Yeah, all, all the just, time. Like I, I've, just, It also just it kind of goes to show that. how much people want to fit in, in a category or group or be accepted or have a thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes that's, that's a big push as well. It's we just, need a word for like people who just eat a really well-rounded diet. 
a vegan. A meat vegan. A meat vegan. A vegan. That's something that's, like that. So, for you guys listening, give us an yeah, idea. Like, let's let's, let's brainstorm catchy. together. It's You're not right, catchy it's not. at all. Brainstorm with us. What? No, don't I mean, eat that your mom. is. That sounds like you eat, yeah, right. you eat moms. Never mind. <laughs> or just an omnivore. But we said that's not fun. It's not fun. That's not a category people want to fit into. No, they want to be hip. And we new. can't sell people lifestyles based off of that, Victor. Oh, sorry. So we need a fun word that we can sell a lifestyle off of. How about just the good human? No? No. no. Good. good humans are the worst. The worst! <laughs> I don't know any. I just don't know any. Oh. <laughs> Whoa, shots fired <laughs> today. Yeah. Shots fired. The only good one is that little dog right there upside down. He's so cute. Oh, my gosh. Guys, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we're going to be back at you hopefully again next week. Yeah. And uh, hit us up in the group if you have any questions, any concerns. Stump the stump the Schwab. Do you remember that show? It was just, no, you guys will not know that show. It's what did you even reference. say? Stump no, the Schwab. The Schwab. So oh. it was a like show. The Schwab Bank on ESPN. And this guy. Warming again? He was like the stat guy for ESPN, and he just like ended up knowing like so oh, much he crap. Was like a savant so they called him the Schwab, and they had a, created a game show, and this you would have to go on and play this against him, oh. and it was Stump the Schwab. They called it, and you had to try to beat him. Anyway. I'm calling Michael the Schwab because he knows lots of stuff. I'll take oh. that. Yeah. yeah, so that's what I was... Mike, you're a yeah. Schwab. Yeah. It feels like an insult. I'm a Schwabair. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, come on into the group. Come say hey. Join the socials. Do all the fun things. And most importantly, come back next week and uh, come see us. Yeah, and most importantly, don't be vegan. <laughs> Unless... I don't know if that's I most think it's a moral importantly. thing. That's fine. It's I mean, you can survive as a vegan. Don't be vegan for the sake of being vegan. Yeah, I mean, just eat better, y'all. Eat yeah, better, just y'all. eat better. Add the fruits, add the veggies. You get better so boners. Many fruits and veggies. Yeah, boners will be through the roof. Not for so you, ladies. If it, well, <laughs> but does it help with ladies though too? Ladies. So here's, I mean, it's going to help females note. with sex drive, hormone levels, energy levels. So yeah, it's going to help. But yeah. you know, it's not going to magically. Metaphorical boner. It won't magically give you legitimate boners. So don't be afraid of that. You won't wake up with a boner. All right. So confused. All right. Love you. Bye, guys. <laughs> Love you. Bye, guys.